At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, if you haven't heard about WebmasterRadio.fm's mobile app for iPhone and Android, you got to listen up. This is amazing. You can now get not just CEO Coach, but every Webmaster Radio show on your mobile device. Go to iTunes to download or the Android app stores. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on our new mobile app. Hope to see you there. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO coach, Jillian Musick. Welcome to CEO Coach, this wonderful Monday morning. This is Jillian Music, and I'm speaking to you with from, excuse me, I'm speaking to you from Oregon, of all things, where I'm watching whales sail by. Today, I've got Steve Gandara of Excellent Cultures with me. Steve is a co-founder there, and it describes his work as three decades of helping leaders create high-performance business cultures. Welcome, Steve. It's great to be here, Jillian. I just wish I was at the Orient Coast with you. I can imagine. Uh, the whales are out there, and it's really amazing. So, uh, Steve, tell us a little bit about your background, um, just a few moments of the kind of work you've done and the kind of companies you've served so that the folks listening have a sense of where you've been. Well, Jillian, we've been uh, transforming cultures for businesses for 36 years now, and uh, our clients range from uh, – startup, 13 employees to Fortune 500, privately held 20,000 employees. So we kind of work all over the map. Typically, we spend a lot of our time uh, working with businesses and leaders who already have good cultures and they're looking for the greatness. Occasionally, we get a call from a culture that's in trouble or a client organization that's in trouble. And uh, certainly, we're very good at that as well. But our sweet spot seems to be you know, cultures that are already at the good, maybe even approaching the great level, because moving from good to great, as Jim Collins has told us, is quite a challenge. 
It certainly is. What would you define as a culture that's good as opposed to a culture that's great? What well, makes that great? Well, a culture that's good is one that is growing and the business is performing and, you know, you see growth and good things are happening. And I mean, these things run in bell curves, just like business cycles. And, uh, you know, a great culture is one where it just doesn't stop. It keeps on moving. It keeps on growing. And, uh, you know, there are actually four specific behavioral tendencies that our measurement tools measure that tell you whether your culture is great or not. And I mean, and they're really pretty simple. Uh, if you have a culture full of people who are achievement oriented, they would set and achieve goals even if the boss didn't tell them to. Uh, that's great. If you have a culture full of people that are self-actualizing, they're be all that you can be kind of people, and they're not that way because of the corporate mandate. They're that way because in their souls, so to speak. If you have a culture that people care about each other as fellow human beings more than they do, what are you going to do for me or what job are you doing? That's great. And if you have a culture when a crisis erupts, the people run to huddles or teams to solve it rather than silos and teamwork is the order of the day, that's a great culture. Makes good sense. So as we take a look at all three spaces, how do you know a culture is in trouble? How do you identify it? Well, typically, I mean, the early signs, the way that Mm -hmm. we know, we use scientific instruments to measure it. But the way a business leader would know is the early signs are typically um, people head nodding and smiling, giving the boss the thumbs up. Yeah, this is great. Everything's wonderful. Uh, but you really know that it's not. And what's really challenging for a leader is to know that uh, when a cult, when people are giving them thumbs up all the time, you know, is it real or is it just manipulated? Uh, one of our clients who is the... Uh, Vice President of Marketing at, um, at Toyota, brilliant guy, great leader, Jack Hollis put it this way. Um, when you have a culture where people, the conversations are about me or what's in it for me, that's a danger sign. Secondly, when you have a culture where goals and visions you know, start to get foggy, that's a danger sign. And then ultimately, when you have a culture where people are withholding or delaying sharing their opinions, especially when they are contrary to you know the the currents that are running, uh, that's a big danger sign. Makes good sense. So those are things to watch out for. Absolutely. And are you seeing trends among you know across different industries? Most of the folks listening here are in technology based industries, and they can be around the world. Are you seeing trends in cultures being you know moving from good to great or from bad to worse? What are you seeing as a general trend? Well, uh, you know, the, the recent Gallup poll that just came out probably does the best job of, of defining what's actually going on across the board. And it, it really doesn't make a difference whether it's a high-tech company or a manufacturing company or a service company or, or a combination of the three, as many of our clients are. Uh, you know, Gallup tells us that, you know, 72, 71 percent of employees in, you know, in the U.S., for example, that's where their data was gathered are disengaged. They come to work every day just to show up uh, and collect a paycheck, but they'd really rather be doing something else. A new trend this year is 18% in the survey said that they actually hate their jobs, and the most common reason for hating their jobs was hating their boss. Now, are they going to go tell the boss that they hate him? Of course not. They're going to smile and nod their head and give thumbs up every time they're asked, or even when they're not asked which are kind of the danger signs. So even with the economy improving, 
what we see is workforce engagement has not improved. If anything, it's slid a little bit. Uh, so, Have we touched then on something interesting here? What you're saying is 18% of the folks in the U.S. across all sectors, is this not just technology? Uh-huh. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Across all sectors, hate their jobs and are happy to report so. And they hate their jobs because they hate the boss. And this isn't just I dislike or I disagree, but this is a real visceral sense. So maybe uh, we've hit on something. It's about the boss. And if it's about the boss, then uh, what do we do around training as we put in that first level of management? And perhaps, what are the characteristics of good managers? Because as we grow, uh, you know, you've got five people in a company, so the sixth one now works for number three, and suddenly number three becomes a manager. That doesn't really qualify number three to be a manager. How do we choose good managers so that their employees enjoy working for them? What are those qualities? Well, the first thing you have to do if you're if you're the CEO or you're the COO, if you're the boss, um, is is you got to go to work on identifying what kind of what kind of beliefs and behaviors is your leader or, you know is your leadership creating? Uh, is your leadership creating people who are excited about setting and achieving goals, who want to be all that they can be, who care about each other as fellow human beings, and who pull together as team players? Or uh, is it just are, are folks just head nodding and smiling and masking the truth, which it's, it, which is very difficult, you know, very difficult to see because business leaders today are so focused on results and getting the job done. That's why, you know, we ascribe to, you know, scientific instruments to measure those components so that leaders can identify and see early on what they don't see. And the more it's kind of like going to the doctor for a checkup, you know, if, if, okay. if you've got problems. You better look at an MRI or an X-ray to find out what's really going on. That makes good sense. Um, I, I would then counsel also the earlier stage startup uh, CEOs and COOs who are listening here. Uh, look to yourself first. Would you be getting yes-man answers out of the team that already works with you? Do you have a management style that precludes somebody from disagreeing about issues rather than feeling they're always disagreeing with you? Uh, so. You know, I always say there's a difference between damned it and damned you, and one must never cross that line. Discuss issues, ideas, and uh, understandings. Never discuss the person. And I say do that in blogs and do that in comments and so on. And certainly do it inside the company. It's a huge issue. Um, what would you say uh, to a CEO? or a COO, someone's just beginning, right, about looking at themselves. What kind of, of hard metrics can they look at that says, all right, I understand what I can do and what I can't do, and I get it because these are the incoming pieces, besides just getting, if you will, yes-man answers out of the team that exists. If you're getting that, you've already got a problem. How well, do you fix that problem, and what else should you be looking for? Well, uh, it's, it's, it's not as easy as pushing a button or... Or taking a pill, uh, because it's, it's typically the unseen things that that cause the problem. So, you know, uh, the best advice I could give to someone who's just getting started is Stephen Covey's advice. Be, you know, begin with the end in mind. If you can that identify. Sounds pretty- Uh, That sounds pretty good, beginning with the end in mind. We're going to take a quick break here at CEO Coach, and when we come back, we're going to talk about taking a look at the, with the end in mind, at what to do when you see signs that your culture is not going to expand 
properly. I'm with Steve Gandara. This is Jillian Music, CEO Coach. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. The balance of power is shifting, and in some cases, affiliates are growing larger than the brands they represent. Stay ahead of this and other trends with the Affiliate Marketing Insider. On demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Jill Music. I'm with Steve Gandara. Thanks again for joining us, Steve, from Excellent Cultures. You work with extraordinary brands, uh, including, I think you said Toyota. Is that right? Yes, Toyota yes. and Lexus and Cyan have been our clients for a few years. Excellent. And uh, feel free to name drop and give us hard examples and, and tell us what it really looks like out there. Um, that's what the folks here listening are you know, listening for. So we are talking about, with the end in mind, how do you begin to look at issues which may say we either are on the right path or off the right path when growing a corporate culture? Right on. That's very true, Jillian. That's okay, good. so so we've been talking about that. How would you uh, find those metrics around it? What should a CEO or a COO be looking for besides getting yes-man answers? Well, uh, all sorts of 360 reviews uh, are in use today in order to help gather feedback. The problem is most of those 360 reviews are, are gathered in a format where people know that they're going to be confronted 
with what they say, and you know the information is not anonymous. So the fear factor plays a big piece of the puzzle. So uh, I mean, the more outside input you can get from eyes from afar, they can see the you know the trees in your forest that you can't see. They can hear you know the rumbling and the mumbling that's going on you know behind behind the doors or behind the walls when you're not listening that can give you, you know, perspective on what really is going on, you know, is, is, is so critical. And then, uh, you know, we actually have an online instrument that's free that uh, anyone could access, you know, at excellentcultures.com slash bizculture, B-I-Z, bizculture, M-R-I, that someone could, uh, an executive or a leader could assess, you know, and, and get a seven-minute real-time feel for what's really going on that would tell them in a hurry whether they're on track or not. So that's excellentcultures.com slash bizculturemri. There you go. Excellent. Okay, so again, excellentcultures.com slash bizculturemri, as in an x-ray. That's a really good start. Uh, But you're also counseling folks to get some outside help to get it and get it pretty early. And I think there's some validity there. Um, You know, I don't want folks to think this is just self-serving. The point is that even if you're in the office and you have an anonymous 360 review process, the problem is that if you address a serious issue, everybody knows who it is. Right? The company is not quite that large yet, and even if it should be, at least they know what department you're in and what sector you're in and, and what the issue was. They probably know who was in the meetings and, and who you're dealing with. It's not, it doesn't take too much to figure out who you are. There is no anonymity there. So getting some outside help helps you see forest for the trees. That's kind of brilliant there. Um, what else would I be looking for uh, to say that the culture is, if you will, on the right track? What do I want to foster and encourage overtly inside a corporation, especially as we get to um, somewhat larger companies, right? We are past that 10, 15 uh, mark. Now we're at 25, then 30, 50. We hit the 100 mark, that magic number, right? What happens? Well, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, I was talking last week to one of our clients, um, a CEO from a, you know, glo- a family business that's gone global out in, um, in, in Chicago, Jennifer Convery is the uh, North American CEO for a, a firm uh, that is known uh, in, in the marketplace for developing spices and extracts. Griffith, Griffith Laboratories is the name of the firm. And if you've ever eaten food that came from anywhere other than your own table, and oftentimes you know, your own home cooking has their spices and extracts in it. And they first contacted us you know, years ago when uh, their largest client was uh, about to cancel them. They were about to lose their largest client because they failed the quality audit. And Jennifer is a very astute CEO and she could see very quickly that the reason, the, you know, the root cause reasons behind their, their quality problem was actually in the culture. And one of her employees had attended one of our workshops before when in some work we were doing for Caterpillar not far away and they contacted us. And, you know, we went to work very quickly with, with uh, our, you know, our measurement tools, our BizCulture MRIs in a in a deep sort of level, identified what the problem was, got the people on board, and they started, you know, seeing what they weren't seeing and making changes in what was actually going on in the relationships between the leaders and the followers, so to speak. And, uh, you know, she called me last week actually to get permission to use some of our content because this particular customer, which is a major brand that is known all over the world, 
uh, had asked her to come and speak because they went from the lowest quality, you know, to the top. So, you know, you, you've got to get that outside help and you've got to get, you know, the instruments to be able to help you see what you don't see and make sure that you're not spending your world so focused on the numbers of this quarter or this month or survival that uh, you don't pay attention to, you know, what's going on below the surface. That makes really good sense. So if quality of product and service is slipping, look to your culture. Um, culture can actually solve those issues rather than cracking whips. Um, so, Steve, there are a number of different ways that people look at culture, theory X and theory Y management and this and that and so on. I talk a lot about tag fee, which is the culture, well, you know, our, our cultural rudder in the water over at Moz, you know, yes. transparency, authenticity, generosity, fun, empathy, and exceptional work. And we're also known as being Mozzy, M-O-Z-Z-I or uh, Y or I-E, however you want to spell it. But the concept of Mozzie is well understood. And I always say, well, that's just all of us sitting around singing Kumbaya, if you will. And I get that not every culture can do that. That some cultures require um, a much more strict organizational process and role uh, for each individual. Um, I talk about, for example, the Boeing company, who I still think makes the best airplanes in the world. But I remember my husband constantly says that uh, the leader there said that if they aspire to the same, if you will, exactitude as something like FedEx, they will kill only a million people a year. Go make airplanes. Exactly. Right, so the requirement for not making mistakes or and a culture which can't uh, afford to go out, make mistakes, do it fast, fail fast, right, is quite different. How do we manage that? You mentioned the Boeing company. Uh, one of our clients has just been selected as Boeing supplier of the year three years in a row, which has never happened before. You know, and they're a, a local Seattle firm, another family business that has gone global GM nameplate. And the mm-hmm. CEO there, uh, Brad Root, is a brilliant young leader who really has lots of perspective on, on how important culture is. So, you know, what, what they have done is the, you know, my favorite Abraham Lincoln quote is, uh, and, and most people have never heard this, if someone gave me eight hours, eight hours to chop a pile of wood, I'd spend six hours sharpening the axe. And typically what happens in most business formats is, is people are so busy chopping wood that they never get around to sharpening the axe. So the, the, the axe sharpening is what has to do with your culture. What are people really thinking? What are they really saying? What are they really feeling? Do you have instruments in place and people in place and processes and systems in place that will measure those three things that we talked about, you know, that, that we learned from Jack Hollis at Toyota earlier. I mean, how do we know that people are just head nodding and smiling? How do we know that, you know, well, they're, they're withholding their opinion or they're delaying sharing their opinion or their opinion is sugarcoated when it actually comes out? So what kind of anonymous, confidential, you know, tools do you have in place where people can feel free to speak? And what kind of, of message are you sending as a COO or CEO that tells people that I want to hear the truth? I want, you know, I want disagreement. I want the bad news. I don't want to just hear sugar-coated stuff. I don't want to stand around all day and sing Kumbaya. Yet what happens in most businesses, especially startups and fast-moving, you know, next-level companies is our, you know, as leaders, we get so busy focused on, you know, on doing the, you know, the job, the business, growing the company that we Forget about culture, and if you look at the history of the Titanic, 
it was culture that sunk the Titanic, you know, not the iceberg. It was the belief system of the managers and the leaders and the captain and the crew who believed that, you know, we're bulletproof. We're the greatest ship that was ever built. Nobody can ever touch us. And guess what? It was that mindset that caused them to ignore the danger of the iceberg until it was too late. Culture sunk the Titanic. That is absolutely true. That's amazing stuff. So if culture can sink a Titanic and um, a CEO or a COO is growing a company at breakneck speed, what's your, if you will, uh, what's your guidance as they begin to look at these things? I guess number one is bring in some outside help early before you even think there's problems because it will identify perhaps what your culture is, where it's headed, and it helps you to uh, – you know, do that trajectory with guidance. Um, I would always say that if you can do something with knowledge and metrics in your pocket, uh, you've got a lot more wisdom than somebody who's just shooting around in the dark and saying, well, I think everything's okay. I'm not real sure. Uh, that's not a good way to start. What else would you counsel uh, these early or mid-stage COOs and CEOs to do? Well, I would say that the top priority would be to develop a discipline around that Abraham Lincoln wood chopping analogy. Uh, you know, we're, we're growing our businesses so fast that it's like pedaling a bicycle in the race and we don't have time to stop to change a flat. We've got to figure out a way to change the flat on the run is, is what entrepreneurialism is all about and growing a fast-moving technology company is all about. Uh, yet, um, the key to long-term success is the capacity to be able to develop the discipline of investing 10% of your time, no less than 5% of your time, energy, and resources into building the turbocharged motorcycle as a prototype at the same time you're pedaling the bike in the race. If you wait till a problem erupts, it's too late. Uh, you've got to develop the discipline early on and have the instruments and the tools and the measurement indexes and the feedback systems in place that, that are all about building the culture that you began with with the end in mind. Uh, you know, one of our, our CEOs that we've interviewed, you know, we interview a number of CEOs on our radio show, one, one every week, ours as well, uh, Biz Culture Matters. And what you're going to find is that in, in what they've shared with us is that it's, it, it, you know, it's, it's those uh, disciplines, the disciplines of making culture uh, more than just conversation early on that makes the difference. Makes good sense. We're going to take another break here at CEO Coach, and when we come back, Steve's going to give you his top three tips ever. How's that, Steve? Think about that for just a moment. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. 
We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link-building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Are your online campaigns getting more clicks than conversions? Then you need to sign up for Conversion Conferences 2013, happening September 30th through October 2nd in Boston. If you want to start increasing revenue and stop wasting money, you ought to be at Conversion Conferences 2013. Discover why Conversion Conference was selected as one of 2013's must-attend conferences by under 30 CEO and why over 900 leading companies send their marketing teams, web designers, and executives. What's more, webmasterradio.fm listeners get a 10% discount on their pass. Simply register online at conversionconference.com with promo code WMFM or click through the Conversion Conference banners on the webmasterradio.fm website. Wouldn't it be nice to invest less and convert more? See you at Conversion Conference East 2013 in Boston, September 30th through October 2nd. Sign up with promo code WMFM for 10% off registration right now at conversionconference.com. You have made it to the Merchant Help Desk. We'll break down ways to succeed in your online marketing operation, SEO for e-commerce, legal issues, PCI compliance, and more. Merchant Help Desk, on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Jelly and Music with Steve Gandara of Excellent Cultures. Thanks for being with us. We're learning a tremendous amount today. Steve, tell me your top three, maybe four, <laughs> tips that you would give to CEOs and COOs of very fast-growing companies, companies that are hitting that 100, 150 mark and so on, or maybe even those just hitting the 50 to 100 mark. What would you tell these people as they move forward? I know that you've been talking about developing a discipline around the Abe Lincoln analogy, uh, Brown, uh, being able to change flats on the run is pretty good, but you'd better be developing a motorcycle at the same time, and that the key to long-term success is to develop a discipline of investing 10% right, in developing solutions before you see the problem. When that problem arises, and it always will, otherwise you're not growing, right, you'll have the tools to fix it. So what are your top three tips for us guys? Well, I think we've already talked about them. Uh, tip number one is to begin with the end in mind in terms of as a part of your, your startup mechanism. Uh, and, you know, and, and, and this isn't so just when you're starting the business. This is so companies grow from Aunt, Andy's Bunnies to Andrew's Rabbits to Hair Incorporated to Hair Global, if you will. And at mm-hmm. each one of those growth curves, it's a new begin with the end in mind. And once you're going, you don't have time to stop and start again. So, you know, what's going to create the best performance for the long term? A culture where the people are about all about setting and achieving goals. And it's just not high, like it's just not about hiring people like that. It's about maintaining and sustaining. It's about hiring and maintaining and sustaining people who are all about be all that we can be, use our full potential, whatever we can do to help people learn, training, education, and leadership that promotes that is critical. And it's about 
uh, people who care about each other, fellow human beings first, not just what can you do for me in the job. And then ultimately, it's about team as opposed to silos. What do we? What do people do when there's a crisis? Do they run to silos or do they run to huddles? So tip number one is begin with the end in mind and make sure you've got a culture that is all about promoting those that, that causes those you know four basic behavioral attributes, those beliefs, those attitudes, those daily habits, those expectations. Secondly, uh, it, it, it's about recognizing that, that the Abe Lincoln analogy is real. It's not just, uh, you know, we bring some help in, or it's not a season of flavor of the month or program of the year, or, you know, once a year we get our in, employee engagement, you know, review and we look at it. Uh, it's about uh, developing a discipline where you're purposely planning and allocating, executing, uh, you know, processes and systems and resources to, you know, five to 10% of our time, energy, and our resources are about investing in assessing, measuring, and maintaining the culture that we began with and that we envisioned and that is consistent and sustainable. And sustainability, you know, is, is the key word. Uh, sustain, it's about sustainability once you get it started and sustainability through those four curves of different business cycles that we've talked about. Um, and then uh, ultimately it's about, uh, it's about maintaining, maintaining and, and keeping that culture alive and well with the indicators that we talked about that we learned from Jack Hollis at Toyota. Do we have a culture where people are, are withholding or are they sharing? Are they just delaying their opinions or are they free to talk about them? Uh, is it a culture where people are all about uh, clear, concise expectations or are they foggy? You know, is, is it a culture where uh, people are all about me or is it all about how can we serve each other and how can we serve our customers? Those are your three big ones. Okay, let's wrap it up here, Steve. Tell folks how they can reach you because I bet they're going to have further questions. Well, if every culture is different. So, you know, e- email us at asktheexperts at excellentcultures.com. Uh, All right, asktheexperts at excellentcultures.com. Okay. Yeah. And they can find you at excellentcultures.com and get all your phone numbers and all of that, too? Yeah, certainly can. And then additionally, uh, you know, take, take the free Biz Culture MRI, Ex, you know, excellentcultures.com slash MRI. free assessment. You don't have to be signed up for marketing people or salespeople to talk to you. It's real-time information, and it will tell you from your own words and your own opinions what your culture is like and where you need to improve and where you can use help. Excellent. So we will find uh, that information on our Facebook page at CEO Coach. Uh, that's at facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. You can download these shows through webmasterradio.fm and through iTunes. And don't forget to download our mobile app. Till next week, this is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program 
are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.